Hi, I'm Marlo, founder of Marlo's Bake Shop. And I'm Kellen, founder of Kellen's Kitchen. And together we are sweet and salty. The Incredible Edible Egg. Yum! The Incredible Edible Egg. The Incredible Edible Egg. <laughs> Marlo is so sick of that. I mean, it's like a bad, it's a bad jingle. It's like a torturous jingle. Yeah, but if, if, it's, you... if it sticks in your head, it's a good jingle. Oh, good advertising. God. I mean, I suppose so. That was a campaign that lingers. I mean, I don't remember when the Incredible Edible Egg was started, but it has to have been decades ago. Yeah, 90s. At least. YouTube oh. told me 90s. Oh, really? Yeah. I would have thought it was... Oh, maybe, sorry. Maybe the 70s. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Eggs. Yeah. The, probably the most versatile ingredient there is on the planet. I would say that. And I would say it's also a perfect food product. Like, there are some perfectly engineered food products... This is like a perfect nature-made food product. Yeah, I mean, it comes in a compostable vessel. It does. It's durable, can last. It's pre-portioned for you. It's natural. Yep. And from an actual, like, what it's composed of standpoint, one single egg. Oh, here we go. And we're talking about large. Science time. We've got vitamin A, folate, vitamin B5, vitamin B12, vitamin B2, phosphorus, selenium, also, it's got decent amounts of D, E, K, B6, calcium, and zinc, not to mention the 6 grams of protein and 5 grams of healthy fat, which is great for your brain. Damn. And only 77 calories. Yeah, no, the incredible edible I want, egg. Yeah, I want like a hard-boiled egg stat. So, you have the health benefits, but let's really talk about what makes eggs so spectacular. I mean, I think... They're a foundation in a lot of cooking, especially baking. I think yeah. baking, you think flour, sugar, eggs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say the majority, you can certainly find recipes that don't include eggs or people sort of hacking recipes to exclude eggs if you're looking for vegan baking. But I mean, eggs are, are prevalent in baking and that's because they're not only a binder, but they're a leavener. Mm -hmm. So as a product, as whether it's cookie dough or it's a souffle, as the product is in the oven and bakes, the eggs cause that to rise. And so you're getting that height, you're getting the airiness, you're getting that wonderful internal texture and, and chew even sometimes, all from eggs. Right, and you can have a, a very egg-based dessert like a, like a souffle where it rises yeah. so much or uh, your standard chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. Whereas if you don't put eggs in it, you're just going to get some crumbled yeah, you're, flour. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really challenging to to make it without eggs. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, the binding aspect in, in savory cooking, you know, is, is endless. Meatballs, meatloaf, um, totally. any sort of, any sort of salad. I mean, you're using eggs to really bring ingredients together. Yep. Um, egg wash to, for deep frying for, and, and top of yeah, baking for egg glazing. Egg wash for baking. Yeah. Uh, adding that fat makes things nice and brown. Um, I mean, and then, you know, the solo meals, it is the, the most, uh, tested way of cooking if you go into a high-end restaurant make me an omelet yeah because it's tempered like you have to have exact precision when you're cooking it right i think that's like yeah isn't that the classic like show me how good of a chef you are make me an omelet yes that yeah. is if you i would say nine out of ten restaurants if, if you wanted to go stage like make me an omelet see yeah. how good your skills are right but on the other side of the coin if you are home alone for dinner or you just want some quick protein throwing an egg on 
pretty much anything. Absolutely. It's a solid way to go about your night. And that's, I mean, my husband eats scrambled eggs every opportunity he can when I'm not home for dinner. Like, he lives for those nights. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with him. <laughs> Probably because he's able to watch science fiction movies as well when I'm not home. What's up, Vince? <laughs> All right, enough talk about how cool eggs are. Let's yeah. What do you eggs got? Eggs are so cool. Give me so, a <clears throat> give me a great egg dessert. Oh, um, oh sorry, egg based dessert. Uh, well, this is a souffle, so but it's a, actually yeah, savory. Sorry, I couldn't help it. I saw this flavor profile and I was like, must have. Uh, and I need to tell you guys about it because I'm obsessed with cacio e pepe, which is essentially cheese and pepper, and you could put that on anything and I would eat it, but. <laughs> Souffles, I think, are traditionally something people are a bit wary of if they don't feel uber confident in the kitchen, and they really are not difficult. No, they um, really aren't. So I just wanted to dispel that myth and, and give you a really easy recipe for it. Um, you can use one giant souffle dish, or you can use individual ramekins to make these single serving. Um, it's going to be delicious either way, and you take... Go ahead. I was just going to say, you take some softened butter, mm -hmm. grease. You have to yeah. really make sure to grease the dish. I was going to say, the one thing you have to do is you got to grease. Yep, you do. Grease, grease, grease. Butter, butter, butter. Butter, butter, butter. Um, Don't if you're, skip. If you're doing a sweet souffle, like a classic chocolate one or Grand Marnier, which are probably the two most traditional flavor profiles, you can then, um, instead of like flouring the interior sugar. of a cake pan, you can use sugar. Exactly. Um, for a savory souffle, you can use finely grated Parmesan cheese. And what that actually gives is the eggs something to grip on as the eggs are leavening and going up the side of the Climbing souffle Climbing out of the Climbing the out. Dish. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you really just like turn the dish around as you've got some either sugar or you've got, in this case, Parmesan cheese to coat it and then tap out any excess. Um, and you're going to sprinkle the bottom of that dish with a little black pepper as well. Uh -huh. Throw those prepared pans in the fridge. And then you're going to separate some eggs, which, again, is something some people are nervous about if they're not right. confident in the kitchen. You can use just the two halves of the eggshell once you crack it open. I just separate use my it. hands. Or exactly. Use your hands. That's a really easy way to do it, too. Um, and you're going to whisk some egg yolks with flour. And then essentially just um, bring some milk to a simmer over some medium heat. Um, put in some butter to that, and then whisk that egg mixture very slowly into the hot milk until it's incorporated. You're going to want to keep whisking so you avoid any scrambled eggs in that. Curdling. Um, yeah, exactly. Curdling. We want to avoid the curds here. Um, and you want to just cook it until it's thick. It's not going to take you that long. We're not talking about 20 minutes here, like unable to check your phone or anything. It's, it's just a few minutes. God um, forbid. God forbid. And then what really gives it the light texture for any souffle is the egg whites. So the, the yolks you use with the milk, the whites you're going to whip up at about a medium speed until you get medium firm peaks. So you don't want to over whisk the eggs, um, just medium firm peaks. Again, about three minutes, um, and then you're going to fold in the egg whites um, very carefully so that you don't deflate them, and then you're just going to spoon that mixture into the prepared dishes until it's about like three quarters of the way up. Nice. Yeah. It's very Put a little, elegant. A little grated cheese and black pepper on the top. You bake for like 22 minutes, so again, not like a big commitment in the oven, and then you've got this like golden puffed amazing souffle. Pair it with a green salad. Um, you had to go savory. Didn't you? And I'm sorry, it just sounded so good. And it's a lot of baking techniques, so. Yeah, so you still want savory. But yeah. that's okay, I'll allow it. That was a, that's a pretty good recipe. Well, do you have any savory ideas for us? Or are you like, oh, I mean, out like, I stole I, your when you. Souffle dish no, I mean, you totally stole my souffle dish. Wah, wah. But um, I feel like you can't do justice to eggs, to an egg recipe, without talking about deviled eggs. Totally. 
a favorite of mine, for I sure. I love deviled eggs. And I feel like there are as many recipes in the world as there are people who like deviled eggs. Correct. How do you make yours? Um, well, so let me talk about real fast about the technique for deviled eggs. Please. Um, when you hard boil your eggs, uh, you can look up you can look up all these times online, but um, I like to do 12 minutes on a hard boil. <gasps> That's what I do. Because that way the yolk doesn't become very sulfury. Oh, so what you does can, the sulfury yolk it, look like? You know, it just smells. It kind of oh, smells like that egg. Okay, so you okay. still have that kind of creamy yolk in there. Okay. Um, and almost still a little soft. Okay. But also I put a little bit of vinegar into the water while it's boiling. You know why? Does it make the white separate from the shell? Yes, it does. So it makes it easier to crack and peel. Woo! Yeah, because there's nothing worse than trying to make deviled eggs and then like destroying the yeah. whites while you're peeling them. Um, so with that said, those techniques, but another one, uh, everyone sees these eggs are always cut long lengthwise. Yeah. You should cut your egg in the middle, like in the vertical. Yeah. End, so the halves are the same. So there's not a lot of white. You so can, hamburger yes. versus hot dog. Hamburger versus hot dog. Okay. And what that does is it actually gives you less egg white. Oh. So you can kind of chop off that very top you know, cone end. Okay. And then, and then it will sit flat. And it'll sit flat on the super cute. I like it. Pinterest. Oh my god, I love it. So um I've also heard and tell me if this is wrong, that uh older eggs are better to do this hard boiling and peeling scenario with as well. Like I'm not talking about like several weeks yes. guys. I'm talking about like five days maybe. No, that's um, actually true. Um I had a I had a friend give me a farm fresh egg and I and I made a soft boiled egg with it and it was impossible to peel. <laughs> and then you cried. Yeah, and then I cried. That's sad. Um, but anyways, in my deviled egg, like we said, there's hundreds of different recipes, maybe thousands. Um, separate the egg yolks from the egg whites. Okay. Uh, put the egg yolks in a bowl. Um, my my kind of main fat in here is uh, goat cheese. Oh. So egg, egg yolk, goat cheese, a little bit of mayonnaise, not a lot, okay. just a tiny bit. You can even substitute mayonnaise for crumb fresh or sour cream if you don't like Greek mayonnaise. Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt, a little bit healthier. Yeah. Um, and then kind of season from there, paprika, cayenne, maybe some charred green onions, Ooh. roasted jalapenos, oh. lemon zest. Oh. <laughs> Do you like to garnish with anything in particular? No. Yes. No? Yes. <laughs> Um, Make up your mind, man. But my uh, the uh, the coup d'état here is the coup is a candied piece of bacon on top. Oh! Make little bacon chips and bacon stick and it eggs. right in there. Bacon and eggs. Yeah. Um, would you? What would be like your perfect pairing with that? Would it be beer or would it be like a crisp white? Oh, beer. Beer. <laughs> a good like pale ale. I think I need to have a drink. Yep, it's about that time. <laughs> it really is. But I have one more twist on the deviled egg. Oh, do you? We can call this my quote second recipe of the episode. Okay, let's call it so, that. So, I was uh, I was with some friends. I got some backstory. I was with some friends who made some deviled eggs, okay. and it was kind of like, man, like there's always too much egg white. Yeah. So, you know, and it's kind of hard. You got to two bite it. You mean like the you proportion really... of white to yeah. to the filling? Right. Okay. And so you always want like, kind of more filling than egg white. Okay. So taking this idea, I revamped it, and I called it, you know. Deviled egg 2.0. Okay. Um, kind of reversed everything up. We made the filling the same, but we piped it on top of a cracker. So the egg yolk is on top of a cracker. Okay. And then we chopped up the egg whites into almost a little relish and mixed that in with some green onions and jalapeno. Oh, yeah. And so you had cracker, egg yolk, egg white. Ooh, that sounds great. And actually on the bottom, we had a little bit of bacon jam. Oh, that was for another, for another episode. <laughs> that sounds killer. So um, you can hear more about the bacon jam in the bacon episode. Um what kind of cracker did you use? It's just kind of a whole wheat cracker. Okay. But I mean, honestly, if I was doing that again, I'd probably do either a wheat thin or a triscuit because I love them. I mean, because they're delicious. The, uh, perfectly engineered food product. Exactly. 
on nature's perfectly engineered <laughs> food. I mean, let's One bite. The See you perfection. later. See ya. All right. So I guess um, even though the devil egg party was strong. It was really strong. I guess we should give you your dues and do a dessert. Well, I mean, Wait, I think uh, people are just going to be, this is not really an dessert. Well, then your last one wasn't a dessert either. You yeah, I savory, know. I'm savory. failing this episode. But I think I'm, I'm, I'm like educating people a little bit, hopefully. So meringue. I think probably when we think of meringue, you're either thinking of lemon meringue pie, which you can visit in the lemon episode, or you're thinking of like those little like cloud meringue kiss cookies that mm. you most often see at the supermarket or at a bakery. They're maybe. always kind of disappointing. They are, aren't they? I know. You can make your own pretty easily. But anyway, there are actually three types of meringue in, in classic pastry. Um, the one that most people are familiar with, whether they know it or not, is actually French meringue, and that's when you're whisking sugar into beaten eggs, egg whites. Um, that doesn't include any heat needed. Um, Swiss meringue is where you're beating the egg whites and sugar together, but you're doing it, um, kind of like a, a band marie where, or it's more like a double boiler kind of party action thing you've got going on. So you've got a bowl set over a pan with hot water in it and you're whisking the egg whites until they get nice and stiff. Um, and the sugar dissolves, um, from the heat of that double boiler. And then an Italian meringue is actually the most difficult to make, and it's by um, added by whisking hot sugar syrup into beaten egg whites. So you've got your egg whites going in your mixer, ideally, because this would be too hard to do by hand. I think you would need like four hands. And then very slowly, almost into like the side of the bowl, you're adding this hot, uh, simple syrup, basically. And um, if you ever find that you have a weepy meringue, meaning like it's kind of sweating a little bit after you make it, <laughs> No. It means that your sugar syrup wasn't boiled to the right temperature. You're um, sweating a little bit. I know. So you can you can use a canning thermometer to ensure that the temperature of the sugar syrup is correct before it's added to the egg whites. And it does need to be at the softball stage, which is like a candy-making uh, term. But it's essentially 248 degrees Fahrenheit, 120 Celsius. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's very versatile. Meringues are great. Um, you can flavor them with vanilla. You can flavor them with almond, coconut. Um, and generally you'll see that there's a stabilizer or some sort of binding agent in the recipe, either salt, cornstarch, gelatin, um, maybe even powdered sugar, which contains cornstarch. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's meringue for you people. All right. Yeah. Try making a, you know, an Italian one one day. See, see how it goes. Let us know. Sweaty meringue. Sweaty meringue. All right. So we got... Some meringue, we got a souffle, we got two deviled eggs. Two uh, deviled eggs. I think the... Uh, I want like eight deviled eggs. Yeah, yeah. The, the one thing we can all confer is that um, just like in Portlandia, put a bird on it. You can literally yeah. put an egg on it and your, an and on your it. Uh, ordinary dinner just went to extraordinary. Extraordinary because you added the incredible edible egg. Marla looked at me like I was going to sing. And I, was I thought you were. He, he looked back at me like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Anyways, you can Petrified. find all of these rep recipes. Yeah, or like just information. Uh, on their website. Yes, sweetandsaltypodcast.com. If you liked this episode, tell your friends about it. Tell your loved ones. Uh, leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Put an egg on it. Put an egg on it. And, uh, and until next time. Stay sweet, Marlo. Stay salty, Kellen.